0: Nine two five (laughs) three seven seven star.
1: plan for your life you've set goals you know where you want to go congratulations on finding star style be the star you are our vibrant hosts passion purpose and possibility producer cynthia Bryan and her energetic daughter healthy living specialist heather Brittany, share the best roads fastest detours and successful strategies for a life worth living on Starstyle, Be the Star You Are. Lend us your ears. The party starts now. Never say never. Live your dream.
2: Well, hello, power partners. Welcome to Star Style Be the Star You Are, our informational and fun playground of the latest news and the most informative things that you'll find on the air brought to the airwaves under the SBC's of Be The Star You Are Charity we're your hosts I'm Cynthia Bryan and I'm Ella Whitney. and you're listening to us on the Voice America network and we are live the miracle moment for today is brought to you by Be The Star You Are Charity giving you literacy positive media and tools for living, GuideStar has rated us as a top uh, nonprofit once again for 2014. So please go to the website be are.org and check us out. And this is by a very, very renowned person, Leonardo da Vinci. Simplicity is the ultimate sophistication. So think about that. <laughs> I like that. As you are broadcasting. From the beach, let's talk about that for a second.
3: How I know, is know, Life yeah. does
2: not suck. I must say that. <laughs> yeah, that is like that has to be yeah, so exciting gorgeous. to actually. Here in
4: Southern California, though, we've had. If, if any of the other listeners out there from California, what a. Um, Odd summer this has been, that last week we've had monsoonal weather, that um, we've had rain and hail, um, and actually there was lightning, which was crazy. There was actually some very horrific things. Um, that happened at the beach. Uh, but now it's a gorgeous, sunny day. High, I'd probably say 80s here inland. It's probably in the 100s, but absolutely gorgeous. So, um, yay, California. And I'd say, actually, too, we, we had this crazy rainstorm last week. And in Northern California, um, which they really mean it, there's all the fires going on. So, Yeah, I think there's
2: 31... Uh, 31- I think there's 31 fires that are burning right now in California, and of course, here in California, we're really in bad shape when it comes to water. 58% uh, percent of the state, as of today, has been considered a drought zone and is under, you know, drought uh, conditions, so that's really, really huge. Wow. Yeah, so that's crazy, and yeah, and we've had crazy weather, and there were earthquakes in Napa this week, so... Who knows? Yeah, I, didn't know that. I know that. I know one so of my crazy. gardening clients emailed me today to say she was picking her persimmons and wasn't it a bit early? And it's like, wow, Mother Nature is so out of whack here because persimmons are not ripe until Christmas. Yeah, and her her persimmons are ripe now. You know, people make persimmon pudding uh, in the holidays, and yeah. so it's so bizarre. So anyway, who knows? But let's talk about. Speaking of foods, we're going to talk yes. about, of yes, and in the health segment, I want to hear about the power foods because power foods, they can really help you feel your best when you fly, when you have a hangover, if you want to go shopping, and so you're going to show us how to stay up on top of your game every day by eating the right things and I know so many people because it's summer are traveling you know they're flying overseas or maybe they're having to give a big presentation or maybe they're just exercising wanting to work out or have a day at the beach so what are some of the great things we can do to keep our bodies in tip-top shape besides drinking that copious amount of water that we're supposed to drink every day
4: yeah exactly well you know, there's the superfood, power food, but kind of just thinking of trying to make uh, your daily little snack of what, um, really kind of eating mindfully of what exactly you're eating for. As you said, is it because I'm going uh, going somewhere? Is it because I had a rough night before? Um, eating mindfully so that what you're eating is going to actually benefit what's going on with your life. So, for example, as you're saying, if you have um, a flight coming up, so as we said, you said earlier, no matter what copious amounts of water... Always a good thing, um, but overseas flights. Something that may sound kind of interesting um, is either eating, having nothing, a smoothie, or a bowl of soup. Kind of eating light for your uh, for your flights. A lot of times, people, um, and especially if you do have overseas flights, um, you're fed at weird hours, and so your body gets kind of filled up, being you know not feeling so good. So eating light, light when flying. Um, one kind of thing I, I like to just put in of people. Well, if uh, the biggest thing is inflammation, I always like then when people feel bloated, their face, eh, um, a daily uh, capsule of milk thistle is going to help with liver uh, production. So a lot of you're drinking alcohol or sometimes prescription medicine um, can affect uh, the functions within your liver, um, taking a daily capsule of milk thistle. Well, how with that as well as um, with overall daily inflammation. It can affect Did your joints. Did you joint.
2: say a capful
4: of milk? Milk thistle? Milk thistle? So oh, we the found- thistle. Oh, okay, okay. Got it, got you it. Okay. It. Not milk, not no milk. milk thistle. Um, it's these little gut bits grinded up, the amount, I mean, you can find milk thistle in the wild but the amount that's in these capsules would be a lot it's it's a byproduct of it that they grind up to make very thin um, but that's going to help with liver production it's going to help um, with inflammation if you have people a lot of times when you have sore joints that's because the area around it is inflame. Things swell up your fingers. Um, So just keeping that kind of in mind. Think of other things that kind of affect your liver and inflame your body is hangovers if you've been drinking. Um, An interesting enough thing, uh, so if you've been drinking the night before, um, don't have to kind of the next morning uh, repercussions, is the night of something um, to eat. A lot of times people think, you know, greasy, they want to eat something heavy because, oh, you know, if it's something to fill my stomach then I won't be hung over the next morning. But as you probably know, if you eat something greasy and heavy, a lot of times when you wake up the morning, you feel even worse, you feel that like, oh gosh, bad ideas when I was drunk. Um, and taking uh, either having sushi or some kind of uh, tuna or salmon, and what that is is um, not you know going beyond just the absorbent. With that is that there's actual minerals in it that um, are mainly just found in fish that can help with vomiting, stomach sickness. Um, again, getting into those omega fatty threes uh, beyond you know we we know that when your stomach has some kind of lining in it. Um, something to coat it to make it feel better. Um, it's going to feel much better in the morning. That's going to help us from in feeling ingestion, bloating, um, or thus what can happen you know, as, as a byproduct of drinking or eating something um, is, is getting sick and nausea, throwing up. Um, when you have some kind of fat lining in your stomach, it's going to coat it and protect it. Cochia, the natural acidic acid that you work against the stomach. Of the lining within your stomach. Um, but it's just choosing the fats wisely. So having a healthy tuna, a healthy salmon. The one thing I like to think of, though, we say these things is the cure hangover. You know, to um, eat these things, you know,
2: you know, the night before.
4: A lot of times, when people but
2: they're are they're so delicious. I mean, I would, I would just love to. I just could eat it every day anyway. <laughs> so you know, that's a good thing. Those are really good and healthy. Um,
4: Another thing, too, um, and actually, you know, and things, one, I want to think of is just avoiding things. I know something of you as being a public speaker have always been really big about, you know, having good hot herbal teas prior that's going to keep, you know, help keep your throat um, loosened as well as avoiding alcohol. If you have any kind of uh, presentations before of avoiding alcohol um, because the sugars in that will actually work against your throat. And milk products, Um, there's a lot of things I want to say that milk, I'm not saying negative milk as a a positive, dairy is a positive thing, but choosing wisely, you know, we're we're talking about what, you know, what's going on at hand and what you may have the next day to look forward to. If you have presentations, you as a public speaker, that's um, one of the big things you've always advised um, with your acting students as well, too, is avoiding dairy the night before because it can it can gum up um, you know, your tonsils, your throat which affects your, your nose as you know, your ears, nose and throat are all connected um, Exactly, so I
2: always tell everyone to drink you know, tea with lemon in it and honey and just really for like 24 hours before you're going to go on an acting audition or job or speaking is just T T T. that is really, it's really important and uh, you want to stay away from all dairy products and, yeah, and, as, and actually getting onto the
4: tea and with citrus lemons, the amazing power of with citrus um I cannot do it. So the first thing, start in the morning. Always put lemon into your water, cold or hot. It's going to start it off. Um, a hot is, is good as helps with digestion, um, but cold. If you put ice water, that's going to lower your body temperature. So then your body's going to burn calories to get it back up. But there's been so many studies showing um, the amazing powers of with lemon. Just slice the lemon. The acidic acid in there um, is a positive acidity, and it also too for skin wise. Um, You can use it as a toner on your face. It's good for the hair if you're going, speaking of being at the beach today, um, how for blondes is actually putting the citric into your hair, um, it's going to have a bit of a natural bleach. Um, So one thing I must say, anytime you're ingesting or using uh, natural acidity, uh, you know, it's Especially found in lemons or limes, uh, is to be careful because and technically, it is a form of, of acid that it can actually burn the skin. And I know a lot of time I even have scar marks from limes. Um, limes, it, direct limes on the skin can, can be very, it, basically, it
2: is an acid. So, be very cautious of that. Um, and and I also colors. want to say about your teeth, and you might have wanted to bring that up, is is that uh, as I am like you, I mean, I have lemons and limes in my water all day long. Right now, I've got a big piece of lemon in my water in front of the radio. But uh, my husband's always getting on me saying I need to limit my intake of lemon because it etches your teeth because, as you said, it's an acid, and that acid actually can break down your enamel. So we just have to be a little cautious.
4: Yeah, no. Let, again, lemon can always work against you. Um, one thing too, just talking about, uh, I want to get into the amazing powers. Talking about our superfoods um, is with bananas. Uh, one thing of, well, I want to do spinach and bananas. So potassium, the biggest thing, and I proclaim someone, someone so I suffer from that I have a natural um, potassium deficiency. And what a lot of times people don't realize, your body makes. Uh, minerals and things on its own. Sodium, your electrolytes. Um, we get, we hear these a lot of things talking about minerals and things that we may not understand. But your body naturally makes sodium, um, potassium, everything that makes up electrolytes. And potassium taken in from other things. So potassium is one thing. It helps with the heart function. And, um, it helps regulate your body. It helps. It, Keeps so that your heart, your rhythm, your algorithms are, are functioning correctly. And um, the biggest thing, and also, too, you know, when people get those cramps, and they say, eat a banana. Potassium is a means that your body needs potassium. And that's your body has a, a beautiful, wonderful, and sometimes painful way of letting you uh, know when it, it needed something. So, and you know um, what,
2: Heather? I needed it this morning. I woke up out of a deep sleep in the middle of the night. With those leg cramp, you know the ones down in our yeah, butt is cali- down in
4: our- are, so, Oh yeah. my
2: gosh, it's so painful, and I literally thought, "Oh my, I have to go eat a banana right now." <laughs> so mm-hmm. it is important to have those bananas on on hand all the time because you feel so much better afterwards. Yeah, well, the one, you know, and and I
4: think a lot of times what people don't and what people don't realize is not only does it help with help function, how in your heart um, but it's also something too uh, that's going to help flush out um, bloating fluids within your system and so one thing that spinach, especially being at the beach, wine to a little itty-bitty bikini, um, bananas and spinach are again, a great thing that they're filled with potassium. Um, a banana has about 500 milligrams of potassium um, and a, a cup of spinach has about 800. And one thing with spinach that volume-wise it can look so much bigger, but again, if you cook it down, it can be so much smaller. Um, the best way to get the most packed uh, the the most thing for your buck um, when it comes to vegetables is not cooking them, is doing sort of the, the true raw food diet ways of maybe just even blanching them. Um, Things The vegetables to avoid if you're wanting to be out the beach in these itchy, itchy, bikini kind of days um, would be broccoli and Brussels sprouts. And I know, yes, I've just come upon the most amazing recipes for Brussels sprouts, and they are not um, the friendliest, uh, though they're healthy for you, um, in uh, they're harder on your body than letting your stomach to digest, and that's why you get bloated when your stomach has to work extra hard. So, things to just avoid, and then just trying to think in advance what exactly is going to be going on in your life um, the next day. So, if you're trying to look good and slimming in your suit and, again, avoid any uh, cramps your body may be feeling, Eat a banana. I always carry banana, bananas with me daily. Um, they're going to help, again, fight fatigue. They're going to help with bloating. And they're going to help you with and just kind of helping with your liver function and with your blood functioning. that you're not inclined um, you know, to get the little cramps that you talked about, the, mid, the mid-morning, midnight kind of cramps. Um, so, yourself, what are the things that you think, what are your superfoods that you would want to recommend for people?
2: Well, I agree with you with uh, the banana and the spinach and especially the the water. And, of course, I love the lemon. And I just wanted to give a couple of tips on water because um, I think that it is, you know, you see celebrities all the time touting how, you know, they get their looks or their shiny hair or their pretty skin because they drink a lot of water. And the reality is, is it really is true. And according to some new studies, the how much water you're supposed to drink every day, they say take your weight and divide it by two, and that's how many ounces. So, wow. um, like, let's say you weigh, you know, 150 pounds. That means you need 75 ounces. So, uh, what do they say, eight glasses of water, see, that, eight that ounces? Seems, see, that
4: doesn't, that doesn't sound like a lot to me at all, because you know, eight cups a day is sixty four
2: ounces. Right. Yeah. Well that's that's what they say to do. That's like the, that's what you really need in order to, you know, to look good and be good and all of that stuff. So yeah. that's what well, I do so
4: for myself at the house. I started carrying this giant jug around that normally it used to be that that's what we would have guests over, that I would pour the water, you know, as, I like, our fancy water. Well, now I just carry that around. I show that up every day, and I carry that around with me because there is this thing about if you have a larger um a larger object you're going to consume more and that goes for anything whether it's alcohol or water or milk or juice uh what's in front of you you will consume so uh, having this big giant thing of water for me it makes me i want to i want to drink it all day long even when i'm trying to get halfway filled i'm like i need to i need to fill it up more right so right. eventually it's-
2: well, yeah, I just it's a- think it's so great that we are aware today to carry containers of water with us because I just remember as a as a younger person, the whole fact that I wasn't um, bringing water with me, I was dehydrated so much, you know, so I think that this is really, you know, it's a really good thing, but I wanted to say a couple other things about about water is that They say that um, students who skipped water during an exam um, didn't do as well as those students who drank water while they were taking an exam because they said that um, your levels of stress and the stress hormone cortisol it raises up whenever you have something that's, you know, stressful, like a test. But by drinking water, it improves your concentration. So well, that was one thing I wanted to Well, I think in general
4: with water is that hydration, I mean, a lot of times when people think they're hungry, what they are is they're actually thirsty. But our bodies are more, our bodies are made up of more water than they are of any other Exactly. Substance. Yeah, um, I think we're nice. And again, water helps with the brain function. When people, you know, when people are in the sun and they're confused, is they need that their body is lacking that mineral, which is in
2: water. Right. Well, and if people are feeling looking tired or their skin is like dull, the more water you drink, it hydrates your cells, and then it balances out the oil production that comes in your skin. So your skin just looks naturally smoother and fresher, and it feels less puffy. And then if you drink at least um, 32 ounces of water a day, you're going to burn fewer calories than people who drink the right amount. So like if you're drinking at least eight glasses of water again a day, you're going to be healthier and you'll, you'll maintain your weight better. So when people are looking to lose weight, they really need to up their water intake. And of course, we know that when you're exercising – um, drinking water, you know, before a workout, it can help you last longer, and then it helps you with your cool down as well. So water is really important. And then getting away from water, some other superfoods that I think that everybody should have is uh, garlic to keep, you know, garlic keeps you healthy. It wards colds uh, away. So and onions, anything like that in the allium family. If you eat garlic and onions, yes, we have to watch our breath, but you're going but to be then
4: healthier. Baby, you have the issue that chew on peppermint or just take a
2: uh, sliced cucumber
4: and place that into your mouth. And that will help with any of that. There
2: you go. And parsley. You can also just chew on parsley. And that works. You know, that really works wonders too. Yeah, we're so, just being, you
4: know, a little side trip when people are out at some fancy, fancy
2: restaurant. Take the garnish and put that on and then use that then. Right, that, and you know what, that's why the garnish is there. Yes, it's there to be pretty, but the reality is it, usually the garnish is there so that it can equalize the, the uh, aromas in your mouth so that after you eat something spicy or that has you know, onions or garlic in it, you chew on the parsley or the kale or the cucumber or whatever it is that's garnishing and you're going to look better. And then speaking of, of those kind of herbs, herbs to me are also miracle foods that we all should have, whether it is basil or rosemary or fennel or oregano or, or parsley or, you know, a tarragon. It's so easy to grow some herbs and so easy to ingest them. And that way, if you grow any mint, you can even make your own teas. So I agree with all the things that you said that will give us superfoods. I'm really glad to hear about eating sushi and um, fish before, you know, you're, before you're drinking anything and then as far as traveling, the importance of just ha- keeping it light before you go on a big flight. I think that's a really, uh, a really good tip. So, you know, because we're, sometimes we just think that we're not going to have anything to eat. Says And also snack on apples. Apples are also considered one of those great, great foods and blueberries. Well, there's lots to lots of great things. Well, Heather, another great segment. Um, I want to get you back to playing on the beach <laughs> with your big bottle of water. So uh, we hope that everybody mm-hmm. has enjoyed this health matters and that you'll look into some of these superpower foods that'll keep you. At your best for no matter what it is you want to do for a day at the mall or a day on the beach or, you know, a day at the bar. And uh, obviously, uh, for anything that is business related, don't forget, drink that uh, drink that lemon water tea and it'll uh, keep your voice really great. As, as our voices are right now on the radio. Well, give out the website. most well, definitely. We want you to go to com as well as visa.org. And when we come back to break, we are going to go into the garden for some tips on what to do in your August garden. And we're going to also talk about shucking corn. So stay with me. I'm Cynthia Bryan. And I'm Heather Brittany. And you're listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are, coming to you live from the Voice America Network. Don't go away. Be the star
1: you are, the star you
3: Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment.
1: Be the star you are. Light up the flames
0: that burns. Make a world of difference in a world of differences when you support Be the Star You Are 501c3, a literacy and positive media charity dedicated to empowering women, families, and youth. Visit be the star you to make a tax deductible donation today. Everyone counts. Donate today. be the star you Be
3: the lucky star. You
0: in your headphones and tune in to enlightening interviews with acclaimed authors and success experts. as our Oprah of the Airwaves, Cynthia Bryan, gabs with the gurus. Lend us your ears for the Power Hour on Star Style. Be the star you are. Now, here's Cynthia Bryan.
2: Well, summer might not be summer until you've taken that first bite of tender corn on the cob either with butter or just plain. And if you get it fresh, there's just nothing better like it. You're listening to Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style. Be the star you are. And we're going to be talking about some fresh in the garden produce and what to do in your August garden. Well, if you either grow corn or you want to buy corn and you don't really know how to make it, first of all, corn is best steamed, boiled briefly, grilled, with or without the husks. And just to make sure that if you're going to put it on the barbecue which i often do is i soak the husks and everything in water then you remove the silk and then i put the husk right back on the barbecue and that really what it you don't have to do that but it just keeps it really moist and and keeps all the flavors in and if you're looking after local corn you want to check your farmer's market and see where the sweet corn has been uh, planted and what is the best around. Right now we are in the peak season and it should probably stay in good supply through summer's unofficial end of Labor Day. So what do you want to buy when it comes to corn? Well, white corn is the most widely available and it's generally sweeter than the yellow. So you can look for white corn and you want... uh, you want ears, when you go to choose it, choose corn that is on shut. Don't buy the ones that are already in plastic or wrap because they're already old. You want to get them in the husk. The husk should be bright green, and any cut ends, they should look really fresh. If they're, if they're brown or the silks you know look um, wilted or mildew, don't get it. The silk should be a little sticky, stiff, and moist, and while the ears should be full and tender, And the kernels need to be glossy. So ideally, choose corn that still feels a little cold. When you get already shucked corn, it's definitely starchy and over the hill. Corn starts to turn its sugars into starch within a day. And if you're not buying from a farmer's market or from the side of the road or from the farmers themselves, you're probably getting that starchy corn. And that's what people associate with, you know, corn that's not good. And then how to store it. You want to refrigerate corn still in its husk and put it in the crisper drawer or in open plastic bags. And that keeps them, slows down the moisture loss. Don't close the bags, though. Shorn Corn sugars, they start converting to starch absolutely as soon as it's picked, as I said. And then if the corn becomes warm, the conversion goes faster, and that's when the corn loses its flavor. So... Shuck the corn right before you use it, and if you're barbecuing your corn and putting the whole thing on the barbecue, you might want to just slip a piece of garlic and maybe some basil and even a little butter inside, and you'll just have the most wonderful, wonderful corn. And any leftover, you can end up making corn salad. Helen Keller said, I long to accomplish a great and noble task, but it is my chief duty to accomplish small tasks as if they were great and noble. I love this quote because when it comes to gardening, there are many ways to tackle a task. Now, here in California, we have a drought in full swing, and those of us with lawns have been investigating every avenue to keep our playgrounds verdant. Los Angeles has actually uh, created some lucrative businesses doing what's called lawn painting, which they're using a non-toxic permanent dye and they apply it to stressed grass. And the green application lasts about 12 weeks. And it doesn't have any color fade or runoff. And then as soon as the rains come, the lawns will grow back on their own. And you heard Heather say, is last week, they had like monsoon rains. And of course, you probably read in the news about the big pipe that broke UCLA flooding. I think it was like 400 cars in the underground parking lot was millions of gallons and it just makes me, breaks my heart because we need the water here so badly that uh, to have pipes break and lose that water was was very frustrating. On a different path to encourage uh, continued love of gardening, I have a client who decided to take a few things into her own hands when her three-year-old grandchild was very distressed that the pebbles that the little girl had planted into granny's garden hadn't sprouted. So what the grandmother did is she got some twigs, some broken jewelry pieces, some shiny rocks, you know, those ones that you put in your floral arrangements, and a glue gun, and she made flowers to grow. (laughs) So it was like, you know, artistic flowers. And she put them in the plot, and the next day the excitement when the toddler witnessed the stone blossoms was beyond priceless. So the entrepreneurial spirit is alive and well, and and it's just another sign that no matter what the climatic changes are around the world, gardeners are always going to find a way to survive the elements and to accomplish small tasks as if they were great and noble. So here are a few things that you can do in your garden in August. So technology is helping us a lot these days. There's apps out there that you can put into your phone and check out a lot of different things. The new one is called Easy Gardening Tips from Sun, uh, Suntory, S-U-N-T-O-R-Y, and it's a digital magazine with tips on designing decks, summer canning, palette picking, and more, and you can download it free at the App Store. We always like things that are free. I know the apps can start crowding up your phone, so you have to really pick and choose, but if you need a lot of help with any of your outdoor stuff, this is a good one. If you're growing gladiolus right now, they tend to topple in the wind, so you'll need to protect them by staking them, and then Just remember that deer love the flowers, so you have to protect them from the deer either by putting netting or wire or get them in an area that the deer aren't going to be. Or if you're in an area with reindeer or bears, I I know that my my daughter-in-law just said she lives in Lake Tahoe, that bears got into her vegetable garden and they were trying to break in to her raised beds where she has a cover on them. So, you have to protect your plants. Now, you can taste summer by mashing mint for garden fresh mojitos. Grow all mints in containers. Mint is invasive. And you and your friends would never be able to drink that many uh, mint juleps or mojitos once mint takes over. It's really taken over on my property. And there's not too much that you can do except for just give it away by the bushels full. Now... Learn the difference between beneficial bees and the really biting yellow jackets. Now, bees feed all year long on lavender and rosemary, and that only requires rainwater, while the yellow jackets feed on your picnic or at your barbecue. So we want to save the bees, and we want to rid ourselves of the yellow jackets. But as opposed to uh, putting out the little yellow yellow jacket catchers. Remember that yellow jackets burrow in the ground and they have a queen that could be 40 feet under and, you know, twined in some narrow tunnel. So you really need to call vector control. First of all, you have to identify where their tunnel is and then call vector control to come and kill the queen and spray it. If you just put out the traps You're actually inviting more yellow jackets into your patio because it's a very weird thing of nature. But when a yellow jacket, one of the soldiers doesn't come back, it sends a message to the queen that her soldiers are being killed. And she actually uh, births, hatches two soldiers for every one that doesn't come back. So you're actually increasing it. Now, this is the time to start looking at spring bulb catalogs. Because you're going to want to get your order in this month so that you'll be able to get a fall delivery by the end of September. And as much as I advocate buying from your local garden centers and nurseries, it, it is really good to get some bulbs, especially like if you want tulips or daffodils that are different, you know, different kinds of bulbs from these catalogs because a lot of the garden centers are not going to carry them. They're going to carry just the regular ones. Make sure to keep deadheading your roses every week, at least weekly, to elongate the blooming season. Here in California, we can have blooms all the way through uh, winter. Uh, Usually, I can get blooms until January, so I keep deadheading. In the East Coast, you'll get blooms until the frost comes, so keep deadheading. and Then, don't forget to fill your hummingbird feeders with a homemade concoction of boiled water um, with a little bit of sugar. You don't have to add the food coloring. It's been proven that they're not really going to the food coloring. They're going to the sugary water. If your indoor plants need repotting, this is the time to do it. And you do it in one size larger container. When you start seeing the leaves droop or starting to get smaller, because the roots need fresh potting soil to thrive and they need a little fertilizer. Clematis is uh, when it finishes blooming, and there's different blooming times for clematis, but this is, will be the time to prune. Now, you want to save the dark stems and cut away the light stems, but depending on your variety, clematis can bloom on new, old, or a combination of the two woods. So you want to know what kind of clematis you have, and, and you can either cut it back really far if it blooms on new wood or if it only will bloom on old wood, then you don't want to do too severe of a pruning. You, uh, there are in, if you don't compost now, you should learn how to compost because especially uh, in our crazy weather conditions where we don't know if we're going to be in droughts or we're going to have mudslides or whatever, we need to enrich our soils. And yes, you can buy compost, but you can also make it. And many places have... Uh, have compost classes, so check out your community centers, uh, check out your solid waste management companies, many of them uh, like waste diversion are offering free classes. You can enhance your interior space with a very easy to care for plant that blooms for months. It's called the moth orchid. It's a phalaenopsis. It likes bright indoor light and temperatures in the 65 to 80 degrees range which is perfect for summertime, which is, you know, really what it is right now. So um, it is a fantastic, fantastic orchid. I have one that's been blooming about four months now. And then when it's done blooming, you cut the blooms off and it starts coming again and doesn't require much water, just a few drops, you know, once a week. You can even just put one ice cube in the pot and then that will do it for you. That'll take care of your watering for a full week. So that's kind of a good way to know. Fertilize your vegetable gardens because edible plants are really hungry for nutrients and without the help of fertilizer, their appetites will exhaust the soil, producing a poor harvest. Now, make sure you read the labels because too much fertilizer can be worse than too little, so be careful with that. Uh, Cultivate a continuous crop of colorful beans. They're one of the most economical sources of protein. They're rich in vitamins, minerals, and antioxidants, and there are so many different kinds. Right now, I'm growing rattlesnake beans. I know the name sounds weird, but they—they their coloring You know, is that brown and black and kind of gray. It looks like rattlesnake, and they're long. There are purple beans that get really big, and there's also foot-long beans, which are crazy. They're these Asian foot-long beans, but just think about, go and check out some of the beans. The beans grow really well from seed. And, um, you know, they're, they're really delicious. Just steam them a little bit and you'll be good. If you are going on vacation, which August is traditionally not only a very warm month, but it's also the most popular month for vacations, unless you have a drip system installed, your pots and container plants outdoors may need daily monitoring. So you should ask a trusted neighbor or a friend or someone to to come and water your plants and your baskets when you go. This is also a good time to groom your annuals and perennials. Just take the time to deadhead the spent blooms, or dead leaves, and then they'll flower again in the fall. Just yesterday I cut all the, kind of my petunias had gotten leggy. They were done blooming. You cut them back. Takes a couple of weeks and then they'll start blooming again and they fill out. It's the same thing with the summer hedges especially summer flowering hedgers and shrubs. As soon as they're finished blooming, you want to remove any dead or damaged branches and then prune them back. If you have Escalonia, you have to keep it in check unless you're just going to let it go wild because Escalonia can get really tall and it can get really woody and bushy. and Then it, you know, it doesn't flower as nicely if it's not maintained. In California and anywhere, actually, just to be clear of fires, remember to clear brush and vegetation, at least a hundred foot dispensable space around your home. If you haven't already done so, do it now. As I was saying earlier, here in California, we have like thirty one wildflower wild uh, fires that are devastating the state right now, and. Uh, Until the rain pours, you know, fire season was never ended in 2013. It just went right into 2014. The same thing with weeding. You want to continue weeding because as the weather is warmer, any weed seeds, they're going to germinate faster. And what they do is they zap the moisture necessary to nurture your other plants. So water deeply, thoroughly, and infrequently in the early morning or early evening and that way you can prevent rapid evaporation and water wasting, but make sure to get rid of those uh, weeds. Dahlias are wonderful cut flower, and there are so many different varieties, and they're blooming now. They're spiky, they are long-blooming, they come in all sizes, like some are as big as a dinner plate, others are as small as a zinnia. There's all different shapes, and they are guaranteed to dazzle. So if you don't grow any now, you could plant some tubers in the fall, so think about that. Don't forget to conserve water by pouring gray water from your kitchen and showers into your outdoor yard. Every drop helps. And then as your um, your seeds, like fennel, arugula, onions, leeks, tomatoes, beans, marigolds, calendula, zinnias, sunflowers, cosmos, start getting seed pods on top of them, cut them off, put them all in a brown paper bag and let them dry. And then you'll have seeds for next spring planting for yourself and to share with family and friends. Harvest right now what's really ripe and fresh are pears, blackberries, blueberries, apples, and elderberries. And of course, August is always the perfect month to do canning, making jams and jellies and pickles and you know anything with vegetables because the cucumbers, the zucchini, all of that are ripe and ready. I light the night with inexpensive solar lights available at garden centers. It saves on electricity. And on top of that, you know, it'll just kind of give a little bit more festive, uh, festive flavor to your outdoor entertaining. And don't forget if you're, you know, want some really instant cover, color, uh, the Bougainvillea um, perky, or the Naked Ladies are really, really good right now. And you can pair them with Agapanthus. And they're very pretty. Now, Bougainvillea will not survive winters in a cold area. But sometimes people just buy them as a color, a color sprout. And then finally, just forget about worrying if your lawn has gone brown. Grasses will go dormant in hot weather when they're not, you know, regularly watered. But they're not dead. So don't worry about it. Just raise the blades of your mower higher to protect the roots. And then wait for it to green in winter. And of course, you always have that option to paint your grass. So go out into nature, feed your eyes, your ears, your nose, and your soul with a stroll today. I mean, the garden really is a warehouse of nourishment beyond food. And I just love summer and I don't want it to go away. So happy gardening and happy growing. And I hope that these tips for your August gardening will help you to enjoy just a little bit more. And when we come back, from break, we're going to be talking about how to get our kids to listen and cooperate a bit more. You're listening to Cynthia Bryan on the Voice America Network. This is Star Style. Be the star you are, and I will be right back.
1: Be the star you are. The star you are. Be the star you
3: are. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Business Bites. Here's Cynthia Bryan.
2: Do you know how to ask great questions? Great questions are critical for selling. Develop a skill set of asking your customer probing questions so that you can understand their needs. Although asking why isn't necessarily recommended for sales effectiveness as it makes customers tense. Remembering to ask the who, what, where, when, and how seem to be great starting points for conversations reassure your buyers that they understand that you have their best interests in mind and always be honest and work with integrity don't monopolize the conversation in fact it's always better to stick with that 80-20 rule that means let your customer do 80% of the talking while you listen attentively find out the feelings that this person this person and this purchase will evoke By asking great questions and really listening to the answer, you may discover the facts that will earn you the sale or the job. Remember, you're the star of your own performance. Turn your passions into profits. I'm Cynthia Bryan with another Business bite from Star Style. For more information, visit star-style.com.
0: This business of show business is calling out to me.
2: Well, thanks for staying with us here at Star Style, Be The Star You Are. I am Cynthia Bryan, and we're coming to you live on the Voice America Network. Go to be org for more information about how you can in- get involved in Be The Star You Are charity. Our events that will be coming up soon are the Pear and Wine Festival, and we'll be launching our series. Uh, let's see, essay contest. So you're going to want to get involved in that as well. You can also find information at btsya.org. So do you have a problem in getting your children to listen and to cooperate? You know, there's an old Far Side cartoon by Larry Larson that shows a man giving verbal commands to his dog, and then the next panel shows what the dog actually hears. And the dog hears blah, 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 blah. And sometimes I think that's what our kids do. We set ourselves up in a situation where the kids just hear blah, 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 blah. They tune this out. And then we wonder why our kids fail to listen and cooperate. And most of us, you know, live in uh, communities that have a certain amount of education and people are fairly articulate and parents typically have an excellent command of the language. But. Many parents, you know, out of perceived necessity or sometimes pure frustration, they offer excessive explanations and lectures to their kids, which are not necessary. We want our kids to understand not only what we are saying, but why we're saying it. And we want them to develop respect, cooperation, self-discipline, self-awareness, generosity, compassion, you know, and so many of those other values and virtues and attributes. So in addition, we want them to be motivated to go to school. We want them to enjoy sports. We want them to get involved in music or other you know, extracurricular pursuits. And we have so much wisdom and knowledge to impart to them. And understandably, we want to instill as much as we possibly can. But even the best and the brightest children can only tune into us for a limited amount of time. Therefore, it's very important to choose our words carefully and sparingly when we are instructing or disciplining our kids. So we all stay focused a lot more easily on positive or interesting messages than when we're getting negative or repetitive ones. So the challenge for parents is to give short, to the point, positive messages that our kids can easily absorb. For example if your son got a D on an exam and you know he didn't study well for it, you could say, you know, that is too bad, Cynthia. You've done well in algebra up until now and hopefully you'll do better on your next test. So what I'm saying here is lecturing him on his failure to study enough or worrying aloud how this might mean a lower semester grade is not anything that's productive. He's not even going to listen to it. In dog speak, you know, rubbing his nose in it doesn't help. So by the time your child is in sixth or seventh grade, he or she knows if he or she didn't study enough. And they know the consequences and they know the implications when they're going to get a low grade. So pointing out the obvious is only going to produce anger and resentment. And that is not a good recipe for turning around the lack of effort. An example of a short disciplinary message for a child who failed to feed the cat, for example, two days in a row would be, you know, I'm upset that Coco had to go without food for so long because you didn't feed her. Does it bother you when she's hungry? You're usually so caring and I know you love her, so please be sure to feed her every morning, okay? By getting that confirmation, your child Here's what the issue is and hopefully feel some compassion for Coco for not getting her food as opposed to getting a reprimand. Since we may not have our thoughts well organized if we're talking spontaneously, spontaneously sometimes what we may need to do is plan it out what we want to say and how to say it. Of course, that is impossible to do all the time, you know, because sometimes things just happen and you just sort of blurt it out. But we do have to kind of watch our words. We can tell older kids that we need time to think about what they just said or what they just did or what they didn't do. And then maybe they'll pay more attention if they have to wait for your response and you'll have more time to figure out an appropriate message. It also helps to have your child occasionally repeat back to you what he heard you say just to check for reception and accuracy. And occasionally... You know, ask your child what went wrong or what he or she is feeling or thinking because they, a kid will be more willing to share thoughts and feelings if they think that you're going to listen in a positive way and not be judgmental and not lecture them. It's important as a family to listen more, you know, and lecture less. And of course, that is a really hard thing for us to do. As parents, because we're trying so hard to give our kids a good baseline, and we don't always always succeed in that. And the other thing I just wanted to talk about quickly is when you're at the dinner table, for example, or out at a restaurant or with friends, do you find yourself telling your kids, you know, turn off their cell phone or turn off whatever it is, their iPad, you know, uh, turn off the light, go to bed, because sometimes that re- the request is, mom, you don't seem to get it. I can't live, you know, without my technology or without my internet. So we're in this age when children are practically born into the world with iPhones in their hands. And families with teens are not only wrestling with limits on technology, but they're having to figure out new places to put all the darn stuff. <laughs> I know that I I've had to figure that out. So The main thing is that people definitely want to know what their kids are doing, and according to a Pew Center study for the Pew Research Internet Project, 78% of teens now have a cell phone, half of those own smartphones, one in four has a tablet computer, and nine in ten have a computer that is for their own personal use, and the Pew report also concluded that ninety seven percent are playing video games so that means that we have to learn to set limits and they got to be strict limits and because it's been shown that kids who spend too much time on technology don't do as well in school as their counterparts so don't be afraid to set some limits and to listen to what your kids have to say but then also be proactive but while you're being proactive also be positive well, that's our show for today. Thanks for being great listeners and allowing Heather and I into your life every week. Make sure you are tuned in here to Voice America every Wednesday, 4 to 5 p.m. Pacific. That's 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern. And we will always be your personal growth success coaches. You can see photos, links, descriptions at Mueller at StarStyleRadio.com. For information about Star Style Productions, visit star-style.com to make a donation or to book a session on the radio show to be a guest. You can go to bethestarur.org. It's always a pleasure to be here with you, and I hope to encourage, inspire, inform, amuse, and motivate you. And I'd also like you to read a book this week. It is like a garden in your pocket. And until next week when we celebrate again, Remember that love always wins, kindness always prevails, and smiles keep us happy. I'm Cynthia Bryan for Star Style, thanking you and encouraging you to be the star you are. Have a wonderful week, shoot for the stars, and we'll talk next week. The
1: star you are.